Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 218 of the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all earn an Xbox-related fun fact together. This show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me a favor, subscribe in your favor, and leave a positive review if you like the show. Xboxin10.com, no numbers is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles where you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week were F1 Manager 2023 and The Expanse, a Telltale series. The games coming out this week include Venba, Rise of the Triad Ludicrous Edition, There Is No Light, Save Koch, Atomic Heart, Annihilation Instinct, The Red Exile, Survival Horror, Wisp-like Survivors, Sword of the Necromancer, Adore, Sklash, Astrologia Season 1, Strange Horticulture, and Wild Tracks Racing. The last ever Games with Gold has been announced for August 2023. Available from August 1st to the 31st, you can pick up Blue Fire from Xbox One, as well as Inertial Drift available from August 1st to the 31st Xbox One. A reminder that on September 1st, Games with Gold will come to the end as Xbox Game Pass Core will be replacing Xbox Live Gold. Now to last week's biggest news stories, and we have five to cover this week. Number one, starting with Final Fantasy XIV, Square Enix now wants to bring its games to Xbox. Jez Corden at Windows Central writes, Out of nowhere today, Square Enix was joined on stage by Microsoft Gaming CEO and Xbox lead Phil Spencer to reveal that Final Fantasy XIV A Realm Reborn is finally coming to Xbox consoles in 2024. Final Fantasy XIV is one of the best MMORPGs on the market and one of the only credible alternatives to World of Warcraft, an MMO that Microsoft is poised to soon own with the Activision Blizzard deal likely going through. Final Fantasy XIV has brought some serious competition to WoW in recent years, forcing Blizzard to up its game. It seems Square Enix isn't taking that lying down either, announcing its own fresh expansion coming next summer, dubbed Dawn Trail. Additionally, incoming Square Enix CEO Takashi Kiru had some warm things to say about Xbox that fans will no doubt be eager to hear. Kiru praised Phil Spencer for his support in bringing Final Fantasy XIV to Xbox. I believe Microsoft had to revert some of its long-standing Windows Store policies around third-party content delivery networks in order to help get Final Fantasy XIV onto Xbox, and Spencer was naturally likely instrumental in getting that policy changed through. Surprisingly, Kiru also said that, quote, with today's announcement and wherever possible, we are planning to bring our games to Xbox, end quote. Xbox lead Phil Spencer also emphasized that he looks forward to building on the relationship that brought Final Fantasy XIV to Xbox and wants to partner with Square Enix on future games as well. This is the biggest news story of the week if this amounts to more than just Final Fantasy XIV, and if Sony doesn't continue to block access to some of these exclusive Square Enix games across other Xbox platforms. This is great to hear, more competition especially on the platform is great, and I hear nothing but good things about Final Fantasy XIV, a game I will certainly never play. Number 2, Modern Warfare 3 to be revealed in Call of Duty Warzone Season 5 event. Wesley Impool at IGN writes, Modern Warfare 3 is set to be revealed via an event in Call of Duty Warzone Activision has said. Activision has used its battle royale to reveal new Call of Duty games in the past, and it plans to use Warzone once again for the worldwide reveal of what the publisher is still calling Call of Duty 2023 despite acknowledging the leak of the Modern Warfare 3 logo. Quote, drop into Call of Duty Warzone to experience the worldwide reveal for Call of Duty 2023 in a limited time event, end quote, reads a note on the Call of Duty blog. Quote, join the ranks of Shadow Company to take on Connie forces and secure the chemical weapon threat before it's too late. Stay tuned to Call of Duty channels for more details about the upcoming reveal, end quote. 
That's all we have for now, but players are speculating the reveal event will see players help Shadow Company capture missile silos across Al Mazar, defend them from enemies, then exfil with a gas canister. Narratively, Graves, the antagonist of the Modern Warfare 2 game, is alive and kicking, and Farah and Alex have to work with the CEO of Shadow Company to fend off the Connie group. One big question going into the reveal events is the fate of the Al Mazar map. In April 2021, Activision nuked that current day Verdansk, leaving players to battle in 1984 Verdansk. Will Activision replace Al Mazar? Whenever there's new info about a new Call of Duty game, it's sure to be at the top of the list for the big news stories of the week. Seemingly, with all the leaks, this is going to be the new Modern Warfare 3. And I feel like I've been saying this the past couple years, but even this one more so than the last couple does seem like it's being really rushed and it's coming down to the last minute to get a game out. With the massive, colossal Activision machine all working to build this game, is this going to be the one that finally drops off? Probably not, and it will still probably be the best-selling game of the year. Number 3, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 coming this year with playable Squidward and Jimmy Neutron. Jason Finale at GameSpot writes, In 2021, Loot Odyssey and Fair Play Labs, along with publisher Game Mill Entertainment, attempted to take a slice of the Smash Bros. pie with Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, which starred familiar faces from throughout Nick's history. This year, they're coming back for more as Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 has been announced with new stages, characters, and more. The first trailer for Nick Brawl 2 was revealed on IGN, which showed off some of the game's big changes. The video specifically highlights two new additions to the playable roster, Bikini Bottom's clarinet playing Artiste Squidward Tentacles, and the boy genius of Retroville and Jimmy Neutron will both be entering the ring this time around. The trailer also shows multiple returning characters from the first game including Spongebob, Patrick, Danny Phantom, Haga Pataki, April O'Neil, Garfield, Rocco, and more. Returning stages will receive a facelift as well, as the video specifically highlights the TMNT Rooftop Rumble stage's new look. Gamemill also told IGN that Nick Brawl 2 will offer a full campaign mode, which will see players attempting to thwart Danny Phantom villain Vlad Plasimus' plan to take over the entire Nickelodeon universe. The video hints at this with a few characters being pulled into portals, but Vlad himself is not shown. Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2 will launch later this year for Series X and S, Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Switch, and PC. I mean, the art style is fun, but how many of these Smash Bros. clones are actually going to come out, and which one is actually going to stick around? It does look good, and the addition of voice acting, which somehow the first game did not have, is going to be a big change for this game. So let's see if it actually makes some waves, quote, later this year, end quote. Number 4, welcome to your new Xbox Home. Ivy Krislov at Xbox Wire writes, Beginning on July 26th, a new home experience is rolling out to all Series X and S and Xbox One consoles. The update is designed from player feedback and makes it easier to discover new games, rediscover games you already love, connect with communities, and create a more personalized experience. We're excited to share more about the journey that led us here and what you can expect with this new update. So let's just talk about 7 things about your new Xbox Home. 1. It makes it easy to go to your library, the Microsoft Store, Xbox Game Pass, Search, and Settings at the very top of your home by introducing a quick access menu. 2. Creates more space for your personalized background by simplifying the layout and putting the games you recently played in other continent apps towards the bottom of the screen. 3. Adds an option to change your background to match the game you are highlighting in the recently played list. 4. Improves game discovery by introducing lists of games curated and personalized for you. 5. Allows you to customize your experience by pinning your favorite games, curated groups, and system groups like Quick Resume to Home. 6. Helps you find what's going on in your community through the updated Friends and Community Updates row. And 7. Shows you what media apps and content are available to you via a watch and listen spotlight and list of entertainment apps. I gotta say, I've had this dashboard now for a while, and it is the best iteration they've had yet over the last several years. 
If you think back, go and watch an old YouTube video of the original Xbox One UI with a Kinect functionality. Oof. What a mess. I mean, I like the Kinect functionality just for telling it to go to Xbox and open up the office, which I was addicted to at the time, but it clearly didn't help with my game playing experience. This is a great step forward, and I've really liked what they've done with the dashboard and specifically the backgrounds. And number five, Microsoft adds keyboard button mapping to some Xbox controllers. Tom West at True Achievements writes, Microsoft has rolled out a new preview build for Xbox Insiders in the Alpha Skip Ahead Preview Ring, which offers users on PC who are signed up to the Windows Gaming Preview a way to map keyboard buttons and button combinations to Xbox controllers via the Xbox Accessories app. At the moment, the keyboard button mapping feature isn't available for standard Series X and S controllers, so you'll need an Xbox Wireless Controller Series 2 or Xbox Adaptive Controller to try it out. It's also worth noting that not all games will support keyboard mapping, while others will offer full or partial support. If you've got either of the two controllers and are eligible to take part in the preview, you can begin mapping your buttons in the Xbox Accessories app on your PC. Once the app is open, head to Configure, create a new profile or edit an existing one, choose the button you'd like to remap, select Primary or Shift, then head to the New Key tab. There are a couple of caveats to the process, however, Microsoft says that you can only bind a single key or modifier combination to a button. So you could map Ctrl-Alt-W, but not Ctrl-Alt-W plus E. The button mapping process isn't available over Bluetooth either, so you'll need to connect to your controller via USB when you're setting everything up. Just wanted to highlight this as this is cool as they continue to increase their functionality on their controllers and what you can really do to customize all of your settings on some of their devices. I like just all the options that Xbox continues to give to the gamers that play their games and their ecosystems. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox, and let's just do a rundown of the upcoming Xbox Game Pass games coming up. Credit to TrueAchievements.com. In July, we have Venba. August is Celeste, Bro Force, Everspace 2, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and Sea of Stars. September, Starfield, Lies of P, Party Animals, Payday 3, and Cocoon. October, The Lamplighters League, Forza Motorsport, City Skylines 2, Mineco's Night Market. In November, Thirsty Suitors and Persona 5 Tactica. To be confirmed for 2023, Humankind, Turnip Boy Robs a Bank, Spirit T, Galacticare, Dungeons 4, Jassant, Little Witch in the Woods, Replaced, and Erebon Shadow Legacy. Coming soon, Solar Ash, Frog Detective the Entire Mystery, and Flock. In 2024, Persona 3 Reload, Still Wakes the Deep, Bounty Star the Morose Tale of Graveyard Clem, Harold Halibut, Lightyear Frontier, Senua Saga Hellblade 2, Flintlock the Siege of Dawn, Ghost Bike, Iodin Chronicle 100 Heroes, Dungeons of Hindenburg, Little Kitty Big City, Magical Delicacy, Avowed, 33 Immortals, Dead Static Drive, Tower Born, and Arc 2. Unknown release dates, Hollow Knight Silk Song, South of Midnight, Fable, Clockwork Revolution, Kimitsugami Path of the Goddess, Contraband, Neon White, Everwild, Another Crab's Treasure, Tote, Bushiden, Marauders, Routine, Stalker 2, Heart of Chernobyl, Aria, History Untold, Slime Rancher 2, and Age of Mythology Retold. What does this say? We are going to be eating very good for the games coming out in Xbox Game Pass in the coming months and the years ahead. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share it with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I finished up my playthrough of Uncharted The Lost Legacy. I still enjoyed it. The Uncharted series just is not my favorite, which is so funny considering The Last of Us is my favorite game of all time. This past week, I have started Alan Wake Remastered, never having played the original on the 360. 
I am enjoying it so far. The gameplay is clearly dated, but the way they are constructing the narrative and the constant commentary while you play the game is interesting. So I'm definitely sticking around with it. I'm excited to see how it all wraps up. My name is Brandon Rose. You can follow me on Xbox at Broza93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.